public service announcement. This podcast talks about adult things. So if you normally listen to the podcast with your children, this is an episode you might want to listen to beforehand to see if this is something that you would like your children to listen to. Thanks. Bye. Further up and further into your presence, deep, deep, and deeper still in your river, satisfied longing for more. Welcome to Further Up and Further In. Let me change it. Let me start over. That wasn't my normal. It wasn't. I was, I was like, this like, is so soothing. I really want a nap right now. I could just tell. That was like that. an airline person. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Amy. We have got a hot topic for today. Whoop, whoop. Yep. I'd love when you come up with the sound effects there right away. Some of our listeners will remember a few weeks ago when we were podcasting. I don't remember the topic. However, Lordship. Oh, it was the Lordship prayer. Should have known. That'll and get we me got into you, Lord of my sexuality. And you said, well, we won't go into that. We're not going to talk about that on the podcast. Moving on. And you know, you and I both knew it when I said it. Yep. <laughs> Here we are talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And yes, Lord, I will do what you want me to do. And I'm declaring we're not talking about that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing all my disclaimers. But we don't back away from it in person at all. And then it has but I just don't want to do it here. <laughs> For very good reason. World Wide Web. Yes. <laughs> and it hasn't left me since then that, well, if there's anything that you and I are, it's red shoe, purple haired, courageous obedience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of what propels me is, um, well, there's so many things that propel me, but partly it's like care for people, mm-hmm. our, our listeners are also sexual beings as well as all the other topics that we've covered. And so it is possible that some of what we have had to say when you and I have done workshops and been in person with people might even be helpful to people way out on the world wide web. Yep. But does sex have anything to do with going further up and further in, Amy? It does. And you're just going to throw the ball back to me like that? No, right? (laughs) Just teasing you. Because... We're created body, soul, and spirit. Yeah. And sexuality is a part of that. It told, It's a massive part of it. Actually, it's not the main part. It's not the whole part. But it super impacts all the parts. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a part that Jesus really cares about. And we can be healthy in our sexuality. We yep. can be the living the way God wants us to live in our sexuality. Or it can be a little out of balance and wonky there. Yeah. And you and I are both really passionate that God made us body, soul, and spirit, and he cares about all the dimensions. And the Mm -hmm. health of all the dimensions is part of our capacity to go further up and further in. For sure. So because, let's just call it what it is, historically the church has done an abysmal job of addressing this topic. Hasn't been the best. That maybe you and I can just have a little stream of consciousness conversation and see where this goes. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about... I think it says you and me. Well, that still applies, not okay. together, but let's talk about <laughs> you and me. Well, we're the most authoritative about you and me, but I don't know that I want to get too personal. I mean, this is my first foray into this topic on the wide <laughs> world web. I mean, yeah. just keep saying that. It's really 
portraying in my mind the breadth and depth and oh, yeah. the risk exposure. Okay, and me, I just pretend that nobody will ever hear this. So I'm just like, I'm talking to Michelle. Doesn't matter what I say. Oh, well, good for you. I'm picturing your dad listening to us right now. <laughs> hey, dad. <laughs> He's so proud of you. Yeah, who knows? Maybe my dad will listen to this episode too. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, God created us sexual beings. And if there's anything that we get to see when we talk to people in ministry sessions, in conversations, is this actually has a huge part to play in our lives. Oh, yeah. And so, that the enemy really wants to mess, mess this up. Yep. So it. I always say the more significant, powerful, and beautiful God's creation is, the more the assault will be against it. And I feel that way about sex. Like, let's just right up front acknowledge that this was God's good idea. Yep. It wasn't like something that came from the fall. This was God's good idea. And he formed our bodies perfectly for it. He gave us nerve endings that are for nothing but delight. Mm -hmm. So there's an aspect of pleasure built right into it that was our creator's idea. So yeah, I feel scripture's really clear on the act of sex being something that makes us one. Mm -hmm. It's a mystery. It's described as a mystery, but it makes a man and a woman as one flesh. So I think it's a powerful thing physically as well as emotionally and spiritually. Yep. I believe it creates a strong bond. If mm -hmm. anybody wants more information about some of our thoughts on that, they can listen to the episode on soul ties. Because it's so powerful, significant, amazing, and beautiful in God's original design, it has also been assaulted mm -hmm. horrifically. Yeah. So we know some of our listeners today, unfortunately, way too many of them have experienced sexual abuse and mm -hmm. assault. Which is going to introduce pain right there. Yeah. Um, we live in a world that has, like, not a lot of restrictions on what's okay. No, because it, it seems like a prevailing thought is, well, if you have the desire to be true and healthy to yourself, you have to do that. Gratify whatever yeah. urge you have. Yeah. If you are going to be healthy and true to yourself. Yeah. And so that has just opened the door to a whole shall we say, one of our favorite words, crap ton of junk. <laughs> yeah. And we often talk about this as being a thing of perversion. Mm -hmm. And that's a big word that can make people like just freak right out because don't call me a... It's true. I've seen that in ministry sessions where you say, oh, you know, this is a perversion. And right away people are like, what? Yeah. But all that means is it a twisting. That's right. It's just a twisting of something that was God's original design. Yeah. So a lot of what we're looking for in sex, actually inside and out of marriage, is a sense of validation of who we are. Mm. Yeah. And so even that is a perverting of God's original design. Mm -hmm. If I am pursuing sexual release as a way to comfort myself, mm -hmm. it's not actually original design. Yeah, that reminds me of a podcast I was listening to, and um, this guy was talking about masturbation and pornography and and him kind of getting that sorted. And one of his main things he said as he was talking well, to the listeners was very rarely is that actually for strictly for sexual release or sexual fulfillment, that the, the, the urge to masturbate and going to porn is because there's another need that's not being met. 100%. So we don't actually have to keep going with this awkward podcast because someone else already recorded it. That's yeah, what I, I mean, hear there's lots of things out there. Just go <laughs> listen to something else. <laughs> but right, it's, it's, 
Because again, we're body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that the, that sex in and out can be as a way for validation and identity that right there, it's driving at something deeper. We're meeting a deeper need than just, I need to be released or whatever. Yep. Yeah. This satisfaction that God wired into the process Mm -hmm. then becomes a medication. Yeah. Not an actual act of love, which I think is what it was designed for. Mm. Not self-gratification, but as a way to love and cherish another person. Mm -hmm. And God's just so great that he made it so it can be mutually delightful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we've said, we've just seen kind of the whole gamut of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we kind of got off topic, but we were talking about the church that somewhere along the way, it, it got twisted mm-hmm. into shh, 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 shh. no 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 shh, and shh, shh, it was a desire to bad. keep people from doing things that actually have profound impacts on our soul right it's kind of like we don't want it's just i remember that who knows if this is actually legitimate but i remember it from a sermon that they were talking about you know there's there's the law there's the the torah mm-hmm And it's, you know, at the center. But what has happened, you know, with the rabbi and rabbinical law is that they've made all of these other guidelines. So you don't get to the part that's not great. Hmm. But as a result, you're like 10 rules back. And so now Mm -hmm. you're at the point where you can't dance because dancing leads to sex. (laughs) Does it though? Not my dancing. I'm a terrible dancer. (laughs) Definitely not my dancing either. But right. I think it's like, you know, out of the desire of like, yeah, to protect and recognize the the sacredness and beautifulness of sex that we unfortunately do what we kind of always do. We put rules around it and make it so it's about the rules. Yes. And no, rather than like, what's driving this, what's going on in our heart. Well, and that also creates this subsection of problems that it drives stuff into the dark where no one talks about it. And then there's no freedom. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I mean, I've talked with people that, you know, were like, yes, I saved myself until marriage, but then they got to marriage and all of a sudden it was like, okay, now it's all okay. But I, the only message I've been hearing is don't have sex. It's bad. Don't have sex. It's bad. Now we said some words, we're married and now I'm supposed to be completely free and jump into this. And this is awesome. That that's a hard shift mm-hmm. because of the language we've maybe utilized. Yeah. So what can we do about that? First of all pray no just joking <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was the podcast where they said the answer to all no. your sexual problems is just pray yeah well i mean i think a, a big part of it is we're gonna beat a dead horse here but forgive really think about the people mm-hmm. right when you're there of like the people that you felt like you got those messages from that a misrepresentation of what sex was supposed to be either you know in the church or even in culture yeah and just forgive them It's essential. You're going to have to do that. And obviously, this is like a short little podcast, not the answer to everyone's sexual problems, but where you've had abuse and other experiences that were definitely outside of God's design, it's going to have really impacted how everything inside of you is wired, your physicality, your mental, Mm -hmm. like, man, sex is huge in our mental, you know, what we think about and how we think about it has a huge impact. So... I am going to say right here, man, go get some counseling. I Mm -hmm. did. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. You've got stuff from your past that's affecting you. You need a good counselor to help you unravel that. Mm -hmm. And the principles we talk about on this podcast, forgiving the people that were perpetrators, you and I have seen amazing healing. If nothing else, we can just tell testimonies and stories Mm -hmm. that would give people hope. 
that what we cannot cover in this 20-minute podcast is worth pursuing. Yeah. I remember doing ministry with a woman once who had been sexually abused before she was married. This is a funny story. I still, I don't know, it just kind of chokes me up every single time. She was quite, well, she had gray hair. She's older than me. Mm -hmm. Could have been close to being my mom. And she tells me this story. And then she tells me how, I mean, she's been married now for whatever, it's like 40 years Mm -hmm. or 38 or something. And she had never taken her clothes off in front of her husband because of this experience that happened with a teacher. And so we walk through the steps that you and I talk about a lot on this podcast. We, she forgave the person involved. She broke the soul ties with them because that person still had a bond with her that was like interrupting her marriage of mm-hmm. these many years. And uh, she had a healing encounter with Jesus. She found Jesus in the memory and it was there. And I'm like sitting here with this woman who could be my mother going, ah, I'm way over my head. And you just ask Jesus, you know, you just have to ask him for wisdom because mm-hmm. I don't have it. And so when we were done, I said, like, what do you think? Do you think Jesus has anything for you? Just ask him now. And she just like closed her eyes for a few minutes. And then she opened her eyes and she said, I'm going to go home and take off my clothes for my husband. And I was just like, <gasps> right? Like she no young spring chicken. Yeah. And that just felt like such a wild, brave mm-hmm. thing. Well, the next day she shows up at the retreat and she's like radiant, mm-hmm. like a young bride. She's just beautiful. God brought healing to her. And I just can only imagine how her husband felt yeah. like for the first time, right? This holy, beautiful, sacred restoration mm. of what God yeah. has designed. It's possible. Yeah. And God cares about this. Mm-hmm. He really, really does. Yeah. I think another one of the things that I come across a lot that brings distortion mm-hmm. and pain is that even, you know, whether it's in our marriages, a committed relationship, there's a lot of frustration around what's in this for me. Mm. And it doesn't mean that God doesn't have something for you in it. But when we get confused about what we're doing, which is loving our spouse well, yeah, it can become this whole power struggle place, this whole trigger of insecurity and rejection. And so there's layers and layers of stuff mm-hmm. that go on when this isn't going well. Yeah. I'm not talking about abuse. There should never, ever, ever be abuse. Yeah. And no one should ever force you to do anything you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the times that you recognize or the times that I've recognized, man, this, I know this would mean a lot to my husband mm-hmm. and me being like, but I don't want to. Ooh. Do you want to talk any more about that, Amy? On the World Wide Web? Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a unique situation. <laughs> yeah. But of, right, there's a time that I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. We're both all in. It's great. And then there's a time right? Because people's sex drives are different. People's what's going on in their lives and what affects them are all different. And so it doesn't always line up. Mm -hmm. This is true, right? And then it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be like, you know what? I don't feel like it. So sorry. And you have permission to have a boundary there. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to, Uh -uh. but sometimes it's like, you know what? Actually, I will love my husband well in this. Yeah. And I just remember something you always say is like, sometimes having sex with your spouse is an act of spiritual warfare. You are fighting for your marriage. You are fighting for your husband. You are fighting for yourself. Yeah. In that. 100%. Which has changed my view hmm. sometimes, right? Where I'm like, I don't want to, blah, 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 whatever. A little bit of that rebellion. Listen to the rebellion podcast. <laughs> that when I see it like that, of yeah. like, no, actually, I'm fighting for us yeah. in this and I believe that that choice that's like, I will lay down my 
will, my preference in this moment to love you well is holy. Mm -hmm. It really is. All the Hollywood portrayal has not helped us one bit. Yeah. It's a little bit nitty grittier than that. And the truth is when Mm -hmm. you step into it as an act of your will, as a choosing of love, it turns out you actually receive something in that. Mm -hmm. And that's a good and holy thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is using it to manipulate each other. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. This, this beautiful gift of God that's meant to love and serve each other can't be used as a weapon of like withholding or compelling. Mm-hmm. Th- those are ungodly things. Those are satanic assignments to anytime we're trying to control and manipulate another person for our own ends, we are not walking mm-hmm. in holiness at all. And that withholding, actually, I think it's Peter or Paul addresses that mm-hmm. when he says, do not withhold from your spouse, except for a mutual agreed upon time of prayer and fasting, That's right. I think is kind of the paraphrase. Yeah. yeah. So again, not talking about an abusive relationship nope. where you have to set a, set a boundary, but the reality that like everything else that's good for us, sometimes there's discipline to it mm-hmm. and there's always a good result for it. Yes. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. We're just doing all this sort of random potpourri of this. Another thing I've come across a lot is people that can't seem to orgasm without some sort of bit of a twistedness to things. Okay. And that's going to come from engaging in sexual intimacy either by choice or not in a perverted way in the beginning mm. yeah so, that something kind of gets a little mm-hmm. wonky yep so thinking like this is not an uncommon example so i wouldn't be like ratting out one person that i've ever talked to but many times people who have secretly had sex together before they were married in a culture where they were not supposed to do that get married and all of a sudden she cannot have orgasms at all mm. And every single time, it's tied to the fact that originally it was wired with secrecy and shame. Mm. The whole association, it's bent, twisted, perverted of what it's supposed to be. And when we deal with confession, repentance, and the confession's important, right? When we bring things into the light, it no longer has a hold on us as a secret. Secrets have a shameful hold on us that bend all kinds of things out of shape. Anyhow, deal with that. Forgive yourself. Yeah. You know, Lots of looking back in retrospect and going, I didn't take care of myself. I didn't mm-hmm. stand up for myself. Or why didn't he fight for me? A mm-hmm. lot of stuff wrapped up in that, forgiving both both parties, yourself and the other person. Um, I've met guys who just are bitter because their, their wives seduced them before they were their wives, like really poured on the pressure. Mm-hmm. It's not just women. No. It, not at all. But it's like, man, when you start sorting through all that rubble and dealing with that stuff and inviting Jesus to rewire you, I have seen him do this wholly amazing thing Mm -hmm. with the brain and the body chemistry so that all of the sudden there is a restoration of an ability for this. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. I have seen it so many times that I know it's something Jesus wants for us. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, uh, as you're just talking about inviting Jesus, I know there's, uh, um, where was it? Somewhere where they're just like, man. As you and your husband or whatever, as you and your spouse go, just invite the Holy Spirit to be there. And I just remember there was this time that things have been hard between me and my husband and whatever. I don't know the best way to say that. As we came together, I don't know the way to say this. As we <laughs> In were holy matrimony. Knowing each other. I don't know. As you were getting it on. As we were getting it on. Um, it was like the, the presence of the Holy Spirit came upon in such a... I've never experienced such a powerful way that I just started weeping, Mm -hmm. which is concerning to my husband because he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, why are you sobbing? And it was just like, for me, it was like that moment for the connection. You know, my head knew it. 
but deep inside knowing like this matters. Yeah. This matters. And, and, and every time you and your spouse come together and submit to each other in this, it's like the Holy Spirit is there. Yeah. And he is like, Delighted. I was. I. I guess I kind of had that picture that like the Holy Spirit was there, but it was like, okay, guys, I'm turning my eyes right now. Like yeah. I'm here, but you know, <laughs> I dreamed this up, but I don't want to say it. Right. I'm. I'm listening to someone else's prayers right now. So, <laughs> right. Which I don't. Whatever. Yep. But it was just like, no, no, no. Holy Spirit is here, and He has declared this is good. And so the inviting of like Holy Spirit be with us now as we do this. Yeah. Really changes stuff. Surprising. Hey, you invite Jesus into things and things change. Yeah, go figure. But that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Amy, what if some of our listeners are in a season of, or a lifetime of, um, they don't get to have sex right now? Yep. I, (laughs) you know, when we get married, we're like, man, this is like the end of all temptation and suffering in this department. Actually not. No. I think of some of the traumas that I went through having babies and then some very serious surgeries. There were long desert stretches Mm -hmm. of intimacy. And then like that can really weigh on your marriage. Or you have health issues. Like this is a real thing. Yeah. Where there's no longer the capacity. Or you are single. Mm -hmm. And God is calling you to walk celibate. Yeah. What about this whole God of sex is the be all and end all? What do we need to say to people about that? I mean, I, it, it's one of those complicated topics. Yeah. Oh, what? We can't t- tackle it in this right? pocket? Yeah. I think, I think some of it has come down to our, our culture's um, idolatry of sexual fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And which all ties into that whole medicating my oh, yeah. identity, my self-gratification, all that right? stuff. Right, that we've made it the kind of be-all, end-all. And in the church, I think it's sometimes we've made it... Oh, you get married and you're fulfilled and that's the end and poor you guys that aren't. And so we have this dichotomy that there's the single people wishing they could have sex, the married people going, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And there's a lot of silence and misery. Right. And God, that is not what he wants for us. No. And it's, again, it comes down to lordship Mm -hmm. where it's like, man, who is Lord of my sexuality? Are my desires, are they the ones that are running rampage in this Mm -hmm. or is Jesus Lord of my sexuality? It's like any other appetite that we have. What we have an appetite for is usually a good thing. Yep. Right. I a a craving for sweetness. An orange is a good thing. Yeah. We have God given desires for things that are good, but not all things are good at all times. Right. Yeah. And it comes down to honoring the Lordship of Jesus and loving each other. Well, yep. So you can't punish your spouse when they can't meet your needs. Mm hmm. When you are in a celibate stage of your life, for whatever reason, Jesus walked there too. Mm -hmm. And he will walk with you. Yeah. And your obedience is better than forbidden fruit. Yeah. And he's made us for intimacy. And don't you think is our greatest desire at the end of the day? Pardon? Don't you think that's our greatest desire at the end of the day? And somehow we've equated intimacy is sex. And we've all experienced, well, I shouldn't say we've all experienced, but we we know what it's like to experience empty sex, too. Yeah. It doesn't meet that need for intimacy in and of itself. And we can find, and I think we're supposed to find intimacy in other ways. Yeah. Right? And some of it in whether we're celibate or married or whatever our our current position is, there's self-discipline in this. 
There really is. Either way. Either way. Regardless. Jesus has got to be the Lord of this drive like everything else. Yep. And submit to the Lordship of Jesus and allow him to train you in this. And remember that he will meet you in it, whatever stage you're in, whether you're actually fighting for this in your in your marriage, like I need to have a good, healthy sex life, or you're trying to figure out how on earth to manage this as a single person or a person who doesn't have that privilege yeah. right now. Either way, Jesus actually wants you to know him. Yeah. As the one who deeply cares for you, mm-hmm. who profoundly cares for you, who's aware of this. Yeah. And he loves you so much. Mm-hmm. And I would say, please don't hide things in the secret and the darkness. Find good people to talk about. Find good resources. They are out there. Mm-hmm. But don't let this be something that hides in the dark because I've seen over and over again that shame actually really, really limits people's ability to go further up and further in. Yeah. So God has restoration for you in this. Whatever your story is, we do pray that this little potpourri of a conversation holds hope for our listeners. Mm -hmm. And I do want to bless every one of them to know that in this, God is good. Whatever your story is, he's good. And he is inviting you into a wholeness and an awareness of being loved and cherished and filling you up in a way that makes you able to love others well. Mm -hmm. And we just really bless you as you pursue all that you can of him and your desire to go further up and further in. Thank you.